from the woods to the water, from the bucks to the ducks. Your weekday foray out of the office begins now on WNSP Outdoors, live on 105.5 FM and WNSP.com. Stay tuned as Alan White and Doug Max talk with fishing and hunting pros, share tips and tricks, and discuss Alabama's greatest natural resource, the great outdoors. WNSP Outdoors, brought to you by Andrews Diesel and Automotive, Hall Sausage and Wholesale Meats, Eastern Shore Ace Hardware, Titan Leafy Suits, Street Seafood and Meat Market, Medicare Insurance Advisors, and Blue Water Yacht Sales. Now, let's head outdoors with Alan White. Well, good afternoon and welcome to the show. I'm Alan White along with Doug Max, and uh, we've had a great week so far. Doug, you've uh, done some turkey hunting? I have. Uh, th- this hunting has really been, I'm going to just say it's weather related. Yeah. When the weather's been good, the, the turkeys have gobbled good and, and kind of acted right. And But boy, we've had some wacky weather over the last 10 days or so. When the weather wasn't good, the, the hunting wasn't good. I think I finally decided to... I finally convinced you to try a leafy suit. Tell me how that went. Well, I wasn't wearing it myself, but my grandson's roughly the same size as me, and I put him in that tight and leafy suit. Yeah. And I told him, I said, sit down in this treetop right over here. It was a fallen tree there, and I had him to back up in there and sit down. I backed up about 30 yards, and it literally like he just vanished. <laughs> I could not see anything. I'm telling you. Know? you. And I knew exactly where he's sitting. I'm looking because I know where he's sitting, and I literally cannot see him, you know. And I said, man. Yeah, they're, they're great product. Titan uh, oh, leafy man. suits. Uh, one of our sponsors during the turkey season. I've been wearing leafy suits for 20, 25 years. You're but, the first turkey hunter I ever saw with yeah. a leafy suit on. I'll never forget that. Yeah, and uh, but this Titan is much improved over what I used to wear. Oh, yeah, it is. It's so much better. This was a mossy oak, like green leaf pattern. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, uh, I Man, got the real it, it tree. It was really good. It, yeah. I got the real tree pattern. It's just great for springtime. Oh yeah. But uh yeah, I love it, man. It's only ninety nine bucks retail yep. too, and that's yep. a that's a good buy. Oh yeah. Anyway, we've got a great show lined up. Uh Mr. Don Green is gonna give us our Delta report in just a minute. And uh I wanna remind everybody, April twenty second, that's just two Saturdays from today is the Discover North Baldwin Outdoor Expo. That's happening up at uh, Bicentennial Park from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. that day. It's got all kind of vendors, speakers, displays, the Auburn University Raptor people with all the the, uh, birds of prey there. Uh, They're going to have a display with the owls and hawks and other birds. Uh, Turkey calling demonstrations, activities for kids, uh, music and food, so make plans to spend a nice Saturday at the Bicentennial Park with the North Ball and Chamber of Commerce at the Outdoor Expo. Yeah, that sounds like a lot, a lot of fun and a good day. It's going to be and fun. And a beautiful place to spend the day. We're going to take some golf carts up there uh, from my friends at, at, at the golf cart dealership, and uh, we're going to be transporting people from their cars to the event if they need a ride or whatever so that's going to be fun to do uh, yeah it's going to be fun all right we've got don green hanging on there don how you doing buddy i'm doing great you guys doing okay today yes sir we're doing good uh the rain that's is, good the rain seems to have passed by last night and the sun's popping out over here in mobile yeah. right now well i i really believe we 
dodged a bullet this time. That thing was supposed to go due north and go through Alabama and soak everything real good. But it's over in Mississippi and Louisiana right now, and hopefully it'll keep going north and skirt around us. <laughs> I hope it does because we've had high water for a while. How is the water? Okay, right now, Tom Bigby at Coffeville is 32 feet, and it's Christian as we speak. So it's fixing to start going down this afternoon. Now, the Alabama at Claiborne is 34 feet, and it's falling. It's, it's going to really drop out quick if they don't get any more rain over that way. And Mobile Delta, right here in, here in Barry, is 784 is what it's showing. And it's supposed to... Uh, we're supposed to crest at 8.2 about Saturday, but I would imagine it's over eight feet right now with that uh, heavy south wind we got. So yeah. it's probably cresting. It's probably breaking over the upper end of the creeks, but hopefully it won't be that long before to be back down. Maybe Monday, something like that, or to below that. And uh, I hate to see a good weekend go go wrong. You know, it's a good weekend to do some fishing in those creeks. Yeah. Uh, well, Don, let me ask you something. Uh, a listener okay. wants to, wants to know what is the, uh, I guess, the maximum depth or or at Barry Steam Plant in order to s- uh, safely launch at Cliff's Landing. Well, you really can't go by that. Here's why. Just like today, it's got seven point eight, which would be a good launch time anywhere on a delta. Well. It's over eight feet because of the south wind blowing. When you get when you get up to Barry, the wind doesn't affect it like it does the lower delta. And you can be on the lower delta and every one of the boat. A good example is the other day when me and my son went. We put in at the state park because everything else would have to wave, you know. Mm-hmm. And it was a, it was even less than it is now. So really, my my uh, the way I look at it. If it's a below seven foot, usually even with a southerly flow, a good strong southerly flow, it won't hurt anything as far as boat landing. You can still put in. And uh, above seven foot, it's iffy. You know, you have to look. You have to go see. Usually up at Live Oak, somewhere like that, you don't have to worry about it. it, it even flood water uh, has to be good a good bit up to keep you from launching there. But most of the lower delta, you really determine where you can launch or not by if it's above seven feet and a southerly wind. If it's above seven feet and a northerly wind, you can launch anywhere down there. It blows that water out of the bays in, and it's lower than an average low-tide day. Hey, hey Don, let me me ask you something about that. the fishing scenario when it does that, because I've been there in the, in the Delta, and the water levels be just fine, you know, and you're expecting mm-hmm. some real good outgoing tide or something that day, but then you get these extreme wind pushing in, yeah. and, and then the water don't move. Uh, how, how do you adjust uh, to, to fishing when it happens like that? Well, the only, only thing you can do when it happens like that is head a, quite a bit of a distance up north and fish, then it won't bother you. Down here, you know, uh, Alan can tell you, I'm an afternoon fisher. I love to go afternoon fishing because that's when the best time of the day for bass and a lot of fish, really. But anyway, I love to go in the afternoon during the summertime. Well, if you go out there and have a low tide, say say 10 o'clock, 
it not, it, that evening it's supposed to be a low tide. And you get out there and you got a 10, say, a, say eight, maybe a 10-mile-an-hour southerly flow, it won't ever get low. Mm-hmm. It just finally kills the tide about six or eight, maybe a foot above normal and just holds it there. And it just completely kills the flow. And it just kills the fishing. And uh, that happens a lot. Certain years, and you can judge this by the type of year you got, certain years... The, the southeastern wind is a predominant wind. Of course, that makes the saltwater fishing great over around Gulf Shores. That's the best thing that can happen. But it's the worst thing that can happen for the lower half of the delta because it's going to stop that water before it gets low enough to really do good. Yeah. Well, I've had it happen more, to me more times than I'd like to It's more to, to of say. looking at looking at the winds and 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 how high the water is. You got to you got to use it and do it every day and learn it enough that you know when to go south and you know when to go north. Mm-hmm. So so your answer is is the further north you go, where the tidal influence is less, is is would be what you just need to do. Exactly Get where it's right. not as going to affect exactly you as right. much. Yeah. Now even though even though your tidal influence. Oh, when rivers are low, affects that up there, it doesn't stop the flow. The uh-huh. flow is still going, and it slows down and stops it down here where we want to fish. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you just get up river where you're basically dealing with a river flow instead of right. uh, a delta right. tide, usually, a tidal flow. I usually look at the, look at the uh, what, what the pressure is doing around the area. If you got a high-pressure system in the Gulf, Forget the lower delta. Go up north. Uh, if you got, if you got, uh, say, your regular old Bermuda highs way out there, and you got a maybe a low end of Gulf or wherever, and it's nothing, nothing to hurt. Well, fish where you want to. It's going to be good fishing. But that tidal flow and that wind flow is what determines where you're going to catch fish on the lower delta or not. That's another good thing about our Delta. You know, you have choices depending on where you go and what the weather conditions are. You can can learn how to make those choices, like you said. Yeah. And and a good example is a a southeast wind. Now, I I, I think I've told you about this before, but that southeast wind, when you have a year of predominant southeast wind, Mm -hmm. you can fish to each side of the Delta. And do a lot better than you will on the west side of the delta, huh. mm. because it it doesn't blow it up into those creeks and things on that side. It's really blowing away from it. Yeah, that's true. It, you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised what you learn when you stay out there. Enough, <laughs> I guarantee you. <laughs> and like Alan said, uh, you know, I don't even call it the delta or not, but you can go thirty or forty minutes up the road and be up at Mount Vernon or Bates Lake or yeah. somewhere like that and get out of that problem altogether. So. That's right. You can get out of it where the two rivers come together. You you don't have to worry about it anywhere up there now. That's right. That's right. Don, have a great weekend, man. We appreciate your report. Okay. Thank you. Yes, sir. All right. Remember, uh, I want to mention the uh, plantagriproducts.com. You can get liquid fertilizer. I just used some liquid lime. I was telling Doug how easy it was. A lot better than those lime buggies. So go to plantagraproducts.com. We'll be right back.
Andrews Diesel and Automotive on Highway 31 in Spanish Fort is expanding, and they're looking for two technicians with big truck and or equipment experience to join their family of top professionals. Andrews Diesel and Automotive offers excellent pay, vacation, sick days, retirement, insurance, and paid holidays. Apply at 11349 Highway 181 in Spanish Fort or call 591-1596 to set up an interview. Andrews Diesel and Automotive, an equal opportunity employer. Street Seafood and Meat Market on Highway 31 in Baymanette has a great selection of fresh seafood and meats. Choose from their top cuts of meats or get yours custom cut. Find Street Seafood Restaurant on Facebook for order ahead to go daily buffet specials. A full meal served at the drive up from 10.30 till 3.30. Call 937-4096 and they'll put it together for you. Street's Dining Room is now open and the Banquet Room is open for private parties. Street Seafood Restaurant and Meat Market on Highway 31 in Baymanette. Find them on Facebook. Top Tracer Range, the ball tracing technology that changed the way we watch golf on TV, is transforming the driving range experience. Now available at Timber Creek Golf Club. Guests of all skill levels will enjoy playing virtual golf games, competing against friends, and seeing their shot trace and stats in interactive game screens. Enjoy eight covered monitor bays and full access to the Top Tracer Range at every hitting station. Learn more at toptracer.com or reserve your covered bay now at Timber Creek Golf Club. Just north of I-10 across from the Eastern Shore Center. Visit golftimbercreek.com. For 159 years, Wilmer Hall Children's Home has been serving young people in need due to poverty, abuse, homelessness, and neglect. Our programs include transitional living, tutoring, and a delivery-based food pantry. Please save the date for our summer fundraiser, the Kaiser Marie Memorial Fishing Tournament presented by Lazy Boy, to be held on June 17th at the Mobile Big Game Fishing Club with a way station on Dauphin Island. For more information about Wilmer Hall, please visit wilmerhall.org. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Do not compromise your visibility with streaks or smearing on your windshield. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts. The professional parts people will help you choose from their wide selection to find just the right wiper blades for your vehicle, and they will even install them free of charge. See better and drive safer with new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. When you're an innovative business, every blinking cursor, every blank page is an opportunity. What will you do with it? Will you make something better or create something new? Our Dell Technologies advisors provide you with tools and expertise to do incredible things. Because we believe there's an innovator in all of us. For advice on smart PCs powered by Intel vPro that's built for business, Call the Dell Technologies Advisor at 877-ASK-DELL. This is WNSP Outdoors, live on 105.5 FM and on the sound of Mobile App. Now, let's head back outdoors with Alan White. All right, welcome back to the show. Let's start this segment out by giving away a Eastern Shore Ace Hardware gift card for $20.00. To the third caller at 694-1055. That's 694-1055. It's Eastern Shore Ace Hardware located on Spanish Fort Hill on Highway 31. One of the friendliest stores you'll ever see. That's great for handy people like you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I love that store. I could spend hours just looking in there, all the stuff they got. All right. We've got Captain Bobby Abrascato on the line. How you doing, Bobby? 
Man, I'm all good. Uh, kind of got landlocked today with that weather, so yeah. uh, uh, was a good thing to uh, well at least to be landlocked anyway. But man, I guess you guys probably have already talked about it. it looks like it's going to shape up real nice. It's already starting to, to break, and um, and uh, you know I, by tomorrow for sure I, everything's going to be fine. It looks like a pretty decent weekend, you know, all the way through weather wise. And then of course the tides are, are we're still in a good tide cycle right now with the tide uh, just starting to come in good. It's a, a fairly decent tide coming in good start right at daylight and uh we've had some really good trips this uh since we talked last week i had uh, one of the best weather days i've had well gosh in at least the last couple of three weeks last friday and uh got in a really exceptionally good wade trip on some water that i hadn't had a chance to fish yet and um man there was uh uh you know some more of those shrimp are starting to show up um and, you know, there were big bird schools on them, but we, we were really catching a lot of fish on top water, uh, kind of staying away from the shrimp because if you threw a top water lure anywhere near where those birds are diving, your chances are you're going to either catch a bird or a trout. <laughs> One of the two was going to bite it. And, uh, so we were trying to stay away from those, but the whole point is that, uh, those waves of shrimp that we talked about last week are continuing to come through. And that's going to, that's another sign, you know, that we're heading more into this full spring pattern that, that, you know, we kind of were looking at earlier, it well early in March, and then we get that cold weather, and it kind of put a slowdown on everything. But it's really starting to occur now. And then I saw two more big groups of birds over shrimp uh, uh, day before yesterday. And uh, so uh, anyway, again, all of this has come together. We've had some um, good trip, you know, the good trip waiting, and then I've had some good trips with top water early in the morning on out of the boat, and then. Uh, uh, any shrimp invitation, or if, I haven't been using bait, but if you had live shrimp under a popping cork right now, and fairly shallow water is going to catch you just, you know, good numbers of fish. There's plenty of fish around. Um, you know, even on the days where we got wind, you know, just having to stay out of the wind, I'm still going out and catching a bunch of fish. Uh, it's not always a place you want to go to, but when the fishing's good like it's been, um, that, that's one of the things that's really nice to have in your pocket is being able to go and get out of the wind, still get a trip in, and still catch fish. Yeah. Hey, it sounds like something that you're saying. Instead of a speckled trout migration south, it's a shrimp migration south, and the specks just happen to go along with them. Is that right? That, that's exactly what goes on, and that don't, not only happens uh, in the spring, it happens in the fall. That's that phenomenon we see, uh, you know, going up the bay where we get higher salinity in the bay during the fall. We don't have that runoff from upstate, and that same thing goes on, you know, up the bay where you have that. And and I'll tell you, you guys have been fishing this area for a long time, and you know this, um, but the whole system, our whole system, the bay and the sound is tr- is is triggered by the shrimp movement um not not that the fish don't feed on other things they eat glass minnows and pogies and croakers and mullet and all the other stuff too but the shrimp deal is what that's all about and that's the key to you know kind of staying on top of where the fish are and where they're moving and you know uh that sort of thing so you know you got to kind of keep your eyes open for those sort of things especially when you start to get a lot of shrimp in like we'll you know continue to have like by you know, mid to late May, and then through the summer, the bay and the sound of both be loaded up with shrimp. You know, and you got to pay attention where all that is, and it really helps you kind of keep your finger on where the where the fish are. Yeah, and until that water gets eighty something degrees, you can probably be just as effective with the right kind of artificials as you could with the live bait, right? 
That, that's exactly right. The more bait that we get in here, the less effective you'll be with that. You know, with the artificial bait, and it's just simply like you know, if you have a lot of restaurants to choose from, you can be picky about what you eat. That's the way it is. With that's the way I picture it with with a lot of bait in the water, like shrimp. When there's not a lot of shrimp, there you you know you 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 know they they can't be quite as picky, and it's you know and those artificials are a lot more appealing to them. You know, so that's exactly right. So usually the summer is my worst period for. You know, catching fish. I catch them, but not like I do the rest of the year on artificial bait. Uh, you know, during the summer is about the only time I really count on, you know, having to have live bait to get the trip, you know, make the trips. Again, not that you can't catch some early in the morning on top water, slick lures, or even when you get in a good hot bite on either a grub and some deep water, or a voodoo, or a gulp under a popping cork in shallow water. Those will work. But man, I'll tell you, having those, those live, that live bait in the well sure is comforting during the summer months. Oh, yeah. Have you seen any triple tail, Bobby? I haven't. I haven't seen any yet. I'm finding myself looking because I've seen them. This is about as early as I've ever seen them, but I actually I talked to somebody who's actually seen a couple of them already, and I always, whenever I get a chance to bump into one of the crabbers, I'll always ask them because those guys, those guys are really the good source of information about when those things start to show up because they're running those crab traps all day long, mm-hmm. and they'll tell me. But somebody told me they saw one the other day. This is super early to me. I usually don't even start truly seeing, thinking about seeing them until on into May, but I have seen them in April before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's probably one of them 80-degree deals, too, I would think. Oh, yeah. The warmer, it's, the hot months seem to be, you know, the time to, you know, hot, hot months and high salinity seem to be the uh, the time of the year to really, really catch those. And I, I don't, you know, I don't think anybody really knows sh- truly enough about their migration patterns or whatnot to tell, you know, exactly where they're coming from and when they're going to show up. But it's for sure, as you guys well know, when you get, it's, that's more of a summertime deal to me, you know, when I start to really start counting on seeing those, you know, a number of triple tail and, uh, and then the bigger ones like that. All right, Bobby, sure do appreciate your report, buddy. And you have a great weekend. All right, guys, y'all too. Have a good weekend. Okay, bud. All right, let's find out what's happening at Miller's Ferry with our good buddy Joe Dunn. How you doing, Joe? Doing great, Alan. Looking man, like a, man, a lot of the rain's going west of us, and hopefully we won't get so much water this time. I hope so. I hope so. Man, I saw a video of you with a big old yellow cat. When did you catch that? Uh, That was that was two or three years ago. Oh, okay. I done that in the summertime, you know, on those long lines, but... uh. Yeah, that's, that was a good one right there. Well, I enjoyed seeing it again, I'll tell you. You know, everybody thinks them little small catfish are such good eating, and they are. But that big yellow cat oh, yeah. is about as good as it gets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. A lot of people say that the big blues, they're too strong. Yeah, but I don't care if for If you them. clean them right and soak them, they're just good to you. Yeah. I don't know. The yellow cat's as good as anything in the water <laughs> to me. <but. laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're all good, man. Uh How's the crappie doing up there? And how's the water conditions for this weekend? It, the water conditions are going to be fine. The water's starting to fall out, and uh, it's going to be just about normal, not quite. But, you know, uh, all the flues have done cleared up good. I don't know if it's rain here. You know, you know, certain places will get a little bit more, you know, local rain than they do that creek creek may be muddy or uh the next one down the river a little ways might not have got as much because it's kind of it was kind of spotty for us so mm-hmm. some places are going to be cleared some may have some mud in it and you just have to 
have to go check, you have to go fishing, you know, you just have to see. And uh, yeah. the majority of the bite before has been, you know, was pretty shallow. Uh, we was doing good around those stumps and, like I said, two to four foot of water. But uh, I think it's starting to move out. Some of them have done spawned out hmm. and are starting. It's, it's starting to get into a transition. It's going to be t- more toward the, you know, the end of the month and uh, first of next month where they'll start being on those uh, around those creek miles or bush piles in eight to ten foot of water. And I, I'm sure there's some there now. So we're kind of in between, get, starting to go in between, and you can find them anywhere, either on the bank or in those brush piles, about eight, ten foot of water right now. It's going to be, be your best. I got you. So what do they do, hold up there for a month or so before they start hitting the river? Is that what they'll do? Well, if if, if the slough they're in has over, uh, say if it has some 20-foot water in it, a lot of those fish won't never leave. They'll stay in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it kind of a ecosystem for itself in there. Uh-huh. But those shallow, shallow ones, well, they'll come on out and try to get into some deep water and stage at the mouths of them, and then be, you know, they just kind of hang around there through the whole summer, chasing shad out in the river. But uh, in big creeks, that they don't ever leave. Like up in Pine Barren. They'll stay in there year round. Those fish won't ever migrate out. They, they, they like it's like a small river to them, you know. Yeah, that's right. All right, Joe, that's good information, man. I appreciate it. Y'all can go see Joe at Dunn Sports in Thomasville, Alabama, right on Highway 43. You can't miss it. Just uh, go by there and see what all they've got to offer for the sportsmen: fishing, hunting, trapping, all kind of stuff in there. Thank you, Joe. Thank you. And we'll be back after this with Mr. Austin Delano. College football fix all year long on the Chuck Oliver Show. The king of college football brings you two hours of local college football talk throughout the year with the biggest experts from across the nation and exclusive interviews with the coaches and players you want to hear from. It's the college football talk you deserve on the Chuck Oliver Show. Weekdays from 1 to 3 and evenings from 8 to 10 on WNSP. The Titan 3D Leafy Suit is the ultimate camouflage for hunting. With an 80mm no-see-a mesh, it's very cool and breathable. Plus, the Titan 3D has a double-printed design, water-repellent coating, a built-in removable face mask attached to the hood, quiet soft-snap fasteners, large zippered pockets, and 18-inch zippered legs for easy-on and easy-off over boots. Just slip the Titan 3D Leafy Suit on over your clothing, and you're ready to go. Pick up one at your favorite hunting store or visit LeafySuits.com. Future Ones is an Alabama-based athletic apparel and accessories company dedicated to serving and investing in our local schools and athletes, treating every school and team with top priority. No matter what size your program is, wear the future with Future Ones and support Alabama high school athletics. Located off Schillinger Road in Sims, visit Future, the number one, S.com, and find them on Facebook. Future Ones, 
the official cloth sponsor of the AHSAA. Did you know there's a university in Mobile exclusively for adult learners? Faulkner University offers classes that will fit your work schedule, and new classes begin every eight weeks. There's never been a better time to earn or finish your degree, and Faulkner is here to help you every step of the way. Visit our Mobile campus at 3943 Airport Boulevard, online at faulkner.edu. Just click on Mobile. That's faulkner.edu. Faulkner University is here to help you succeed. At Fisher Investments, our clients know we have their backs. How do your clients know that? Because Fisher Investments is a fiduciary, the highest standard for a financial advisor. It means we're there for our clients and always put their interests first. So wait, you do it because you have to? No, we do it because it's the right thing to do. Our clients trust us with their retirement savings, and we know how important that responsibility is. So we take the time to really get to know them. Get to know them how? We make sure we understand their unique goals, finances, health, family, and lifestyle so we can tailor their portfolio to their specific needs. Our goal is to help them achieve a comfortable retirement. Sounds like a big responsibility. You must make big commissions then, right? No, we don't sell commission-based products. We have one single transparent fee that's structured so we do better when our clients do better. Visit FisherInvestments.com to find out why investors like you are switching to us. Fisher Investments. Clearly different money management. Investing in securities involves the risk of loss. This is WNSP Outdoors, live on 105.5 FM and on the Sound of Mobile app. Now, let's head back outdoors with Alan White. And welcome back to the show. We've had a good one so far. We're going to have even better after this, uh, we're going to give away a Boston butt from Street Seafood and Meat Market in Baymanet, Alabama. Just uh, be the third caller at 694-1055. Somebody's going to have a real good day. Yeah, that's that. a real good day. <laughs> All right. Austin Delano is our wildlife management go-to guy, and he's here with us today. How you doing, Austin? I'm pretty good. I'm trying to find my other phone so I can see if I can be that third caller on the other end. <laughs> there you go. You want you to have you a good day, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> that ham sounds pretty fine. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, I know you've been doing some turkey hunting. I saw where your son had su- success too. Yeah, yeah. It's been a been a good start to the season so far. Birds, uh, you know, for the first week and a half or so, are kind of acting like you would want want them back so that's always a nice surprise because we know how rarely it actually happens mm-hmm. well i want to talk about food plots for summer with you while we've got an opportunity here it's a uh, late spring what i call late spring in alabama uh is it too early to uh get started planting some kind of pea patch or uh, some some type of peas or chicory or some kind of summer summer uh yeah um you know if you're wanting to get some stuff going particularly for the spring summer a couple things we're looking at this time of year obviously if you planted some clover back during the fall uh of a perennial variety this is definitely if you haven't checked on it yet you want to this time of year because usually this is when they're doing and having their most explosive growth um you know six eight months after they were planted so it's a really good time of year to go in there and and start you know, doing any type of weed uh, management you may need to do in those clover fields to make sure that they can continue to get really thick and uh, lush, and that way they can last for three or four years like they're um, 
designed to do. So definitely want to check on those clover plots and see if they need any weed issues uh, looked at or, or fertilization or through soil sampling. Uh, but then talking about plants and spring and summer annuals, we're, we're getting close to being ready because the soil temperature is, is probably there already. Uh, we're typically kind of looking at that first week of May as being kind of the, the kickoff to putting in spring and summer food plots when it comes to peas and uh, soybeans, grain sorghums, you know, sunflowers, all the things we plant for different types of critters through the spring and summer. But we're just, just now kind of getting into that window where the fear of frost is, is gone and we can start prepping the plants and things. Hey, Austin, let me ask you a, a clover question. Uh, you, you know, it's about the time of year now that the clover – if you're a turkey hunter, you see this everywhere you go, and these crimson clover pods come out on the top, or the white clover. And, you know, they'll stay red for, I don't know, two or three more weeks. And then they'll turn brown. And, and is there any benefit to going when they start turning brown and mowing that and, and knocking that seed down on the ground for to make it reseed? Is there any benefit to that? If you like crimson clover, um, then – you can help spread a little bit when that seed does dry down. A lot of clovers do the majority of their spreading, though, through actually their stolen growth along the top of the ground. And so you, we are creating a situation when you cut those seed heads off and they are dry down of, of spreading some more of that. It's just not really happening at a time of year where you're going to get a lot of germination from that seed, if that makes sense. It does. And so crimson clover is, is, is really a great little variety. But it has some shortcomings like a lot of things. In, in the south, we see it very prolific during times of, of April and even going into May. But it just does not handle our summer heat very well. Okay. And so as soon as you start seeing the time, you know, our length of days getting longer and, and the warm weather really starting to kick in and not getting as much frequent rainfall as you were seeing in, let's say, February, March, and even the first half of April, that crimson clover kind of starts to, to, to wane on you a little bit, and then it goes pretty dormant pretty quick. And so it, it's got some shortcomings. Your white clovers, if it's a, some type of a ladino variety that's a good perennial, you know, as long as it's getting moisture, they they handle our summer heat very well. Uh, but if we get into three, four, and five-week stretches without any rain, you're going to start seeing some of your white clover even starting to frown a little bit and, and starting to wilt a little bit. So that's why it's the most important to be ahead of it, control your weeds, make sure your fertility's in really good shape ahead of any of that stress so that it, you know, a good perennial clover makes it through that and comes out the other side okay. Yeah. And the crimson clover's not perennial. Uh, you can do things to it to make it last a couple of years, but I'd rather have the perennial clover like Ladino uh-huh. and you're talking about moisture it it, it loves moisture but uh you can plant chicory with it and that helps the moisture okay yeah. i guess the reason i asked austin is it he's talking about i'm talking about it doesn't always come back that much when i'd watch the highway department and they would mow their sides of the highway and it would like come back mm-hmm. year after year after year and i and that's all i could think they were doing you know that was different than you yeah, do out lot, the woods. i think a lot of that happens because those roadsides get mowed so frequently through the year um and there's only a few things that will put up with just that consistent you know being chopped off like uh, that all the time and it's uh, very very prolific clovers and very prolific grasses and crimson clovers is a heavy reseeder it just is not always reseeding at the time but it's most capable of doing 
um, you know, having some of that seed regerminate, but it's a really strong plant, even though it's not a true perennial, you do see it reseeding itself naturally, kind of in in the same areas from year after year after year. And the best and it's time. very, very tolerant of a lot of our poorer soils, and that's why you see it doing so well in a lot of different places. It it doesn't mind a you know uh, an acidic pH. It doesn't mind phosphorus and potassium being low, and it just goes to show you it's a it's a pretty tough little plant. It really is, and uh, the best time to start a new plot with clover is in the fall, really early fall, like August, September. Is that right? Yeah, for, for Alabama, it's just, especially the further south you go, the more important it is to wait until the fall because that's when we generally are going to get the majority of our moisture is from October through December. Mm-hmm. And if we can have those clovers, you know, building that root system during that time of year where they're never really lacking for any uh, moisture, that's when they're going to do the most expansive growth. That's why in the springtime, when the soil temperature starts to come up, our length of days gets gets longer, that clover really starts to blow up and, and do what it's capable of. And if you can get in there early this time of year and spray for weeds, mow for weeds, whatever you need to do, you'll see it last a lot longer into the spring and summer and also be a true perennial field for you that you don't have to work back up with a disc, you know, come fall planting season, because that, that's really the, what we're after. We're after year-round nutrition in those plots yeah. that we want to mark as a perennial plot. So you got to put the work in to make sure it's a perennial, and it doesn't get just overtaken by weeds every year. Yeah. What is the chemical of the herbicide that you use for clover when you've got weeds and grasses coming up into clover? Yeah, uh, pretty simple, very safe ones too. Uh, Clefidium is the grass-specific herbicide that I usually use. That's the active ingredient. You can find 20 different brand names of it, and that's all up to the customer. I usually go to your Alabama Farmers Co-op and tell them I need some Clefidium, 26%. You need a surfactant to go with it to make sure it works well. They'll get you an 80-20 nonionic surfactant, they call it, and that's basically going to make that herbicide get sucked up by that weed a lot more efficiently we're breaking the surface tension down we're we're creating a herbicide solution that can break through that waxy layer so that the weed the grass sucks it up it translocates into the root and then we get a thorough kill for broadleaf weeds uh i use something called a mazamox i don't try to you know really promote it a whole lot but it works it's an older chemical that used to be really expensive it was used for broadleaf control in soybeans and other legumes. It works really great on clover, uh, but you've got to spray those broadleaf weeds when they're really young. If they're over 8 or 10 inches tall, just mow them and spray them when they're younger. Mm-hmm. Um, but that Amazomox does a really, really good job of, of killing and setting back young broadleaf weeds as, as well as creating a little bit of residual in your soil there for 30, 45 days to get you a little bit of protection from anything uh, coming back up through it. So that's my two go-tos is Clethodem and Amazomox. And I love spraying a foliar uh, fertilizer on there as well. The the Mean Green fertilizer mixed in with the tank increases the efficiency of your herbicide, plus it, it helps to feed the clover we're all trying to baby. I love that liquid fertilizer, man. I like it a lot. That was some good information. Yes, sir. I appreciate that. And uh, y'all, 
Y'all make some really good blends for summertime food plots, you know, that include two, three different kinds of plants that really go well together. So uh, I appreciate that. Okay, Austin, thank you so much, man. Anytime. Yes, sir. We're going to come back here in just a minute with a pier report and a shore fishing report from our buddy David Thornton. Y'all stick around. With the warmer weather ahead, it's time to take care of those pesky boat problems you've been putting off. Visit Blue Water Yacht Sales today so you'll be ready to hit the water in the warmer weather. Blue Water is a full-line Yamaha outboard dealer and is a five-star gold service facility with a Yamaha Master Tech on hand. Of course, Blue Water carries a full assortment of inshore and offshore models from Pioneer, Bulls Bay, Avenger, Jupiter Marine, and Regulator. And if you're selling, skip the hassle and let Blue Water sell your boat for you. Visit BlueWaterYachtSales.net. Are you over or approaching 65, working and trying to figure out if getting on Medicare is the right choice? If you're confused with your current Medicare coverage and want to talk to somebody local, Aiden Marks at Medicare Insurance Advisors is an independent agent that has been helping folks with their Medicare since 2009. Aiden has helped hundreds of individuals in Mobile and Baldwin County, located on Highway 98 in Daphne near Terry Thompson, and there's never a fee for his service. Call 251-463-0031 or visit MedicareInsurance-Advisors.com. For 55 years, homeowners across the Alabama Gulf Coast have trusted Bachelor's service with their HVAC systems. Keep your HVAC running its best with their $79 tune-up special. Or better yet, a value-priced energy savings agreement for year-round peace of mind. Time for a new system? Bachelor's offers Daikin Fit, the industry's leading tech for AC and heat pumps, available with a $1,000 instant rebate. Bachelor's is service worth remembering. For HVAC generators and plumbing repair, go to bachelorservice.com. Certification 170. Since opening in 1997, Dan Hart LLC has specialized in the sales and service of all types of rotating equipment. From mechanical seals and centrifugal pumps to gearboxes and vacuum pumps, Dan Hart has you covered. Their in-house team of certified technicians and experienced engineers are available 24-7 with industry-leading turnaround times for all of your rotating equipment or mechanical seal needs. For information, call 251-330-1750 or visit danhartllc.com. Why call the rest when you can have the best? Lanyap is your source for award-winning local news, in-depth investigative reporting, commentary, cuisine reviews, and arts and entertainment coverage, as well as the best sports pages in Alabama. Lanyap is your local newspaper. No one covers this area like Lanyap does. You'll find them around town in one of the regal purple boxes, or you can purchase a Lanyap digital subscription for just 21 cents a day. Not only are you helping Lanyap continue to give you a great paper, you also get access to LanyapMobile.com on up to five digital devices, as well as almost daily web content, breaking news, and access to the Lanyap archives and the Lanyap's weekly podcast. Again, it's just 21 cents a day to sign up for a Lanyap digital subscription. Sign up today at my.lanyapmobile.com and help keep mobile funky. This is WNSP Outdoors, live on 105.5 FM and on the Sound of Mobile app. Now, let's head back outdoors with Alan White. All right, welcome back to the show. It's beginning to be 
a sunny day out there. It started out kind of a rainy day, a little bit too rainy for me to go turkey hunting. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't even think about it. I opened the door and let the dog out about 5 o'clock this morning. I was like, uh-uh, I ain't thinking about going out there hunting. <laughs> it was windy and raining, and yeah. it was nasty. Yes, sure has changed. Oh, it's beautiful out there now. Hey, let's give away one more thing before we uh, get our next guest on. is a five-pound pork sausage variety pack from... Hall Sausage and Wholesale Meats. They are located in Chickasaw, Alabama. And we're going to give this away to the third caller at 694-1055. David Thornton is with us. He's uh, also known as the Pier Pounder, and you'll find out why if you know about know him at all. How you doing, David? I'm, I'm good, Alan. He's doing a backstroke down the street right now. Oh, man, it's got water everywhere right now, but... At least it, it is. I, yeah, we can we can go fishing in front of my house uh, for the rest of the day. I know. <laughs> Can't guarantee catching anything, but the fishing's good. Well, downtown Mobile is known for holding water, isn't it? Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, I was watching the uh, uh, weather this morning, or the news, I guess it was, and they were showing, like, flooding on Dolphin Island and stuff. And mm. It's a pretty good system. This is almost like a tropical depression or something came through. It was really strange to see that in April. Yeah. Yes, that's right, Doug. The, you know, last night the winds got up to tropical storm force uh, out in the coastal waters and even in the bay and, and really, you know, kicked everything up. The water's agitated uh, real bad now. So, you know, but it's, it's going to, looking at the marine forecast, by the weekend it's going to start calming down. And, uh, in fact, Saturday they're calling for seas less than, you know, a foot or less. So it's, you know, it's going to calm down pretty quickly, and the water should start clearing over the weekend. And, uh, you know, of course, the coastal creeks will still be pretty dingy, and there's, you know, as, as you've heard, the uh, pretty good rise still coming down the big rivers upstate. But um, things by the Sunday, for sure, I think things will be getting back to normal for April. And, um, you know, we'll get back to catching fish again like we were before this system got all cranked up. What's uh, happening down at the Gulf State Pier now? What type of uh, fish are they catching? There's, there's still a few sheephead around. You know, they're on their way out. We've had the April full moon, and so they're, they're winding up their mating season. But the pompano are picking up. You know, in, in frequency, I've been seeing some real good reports coming from the Florida Panhandle. Mm-hmm. So we can expect that to shift in this direction through the month of April. And April into May are usually our, our best time for Alabama coast uh, for Pompano. They're also catching flounder still are coming in pretty good. That new Fort Morgan Pier has been producing uh, flounder fairly regularly. Uh, still... You know, good catches from of uh, black and red drum in the intercoastal waterway, and also they've been getting them at Cedar Point Pier. and And the report is that uh, the white trout are starting to show up under the lights at night. So as the water temperature gradually rises uh, through this month, we, we're going to see more of that kind of thing take hold. Um, and you know, the the water cleared up pretty good last week and i suspect when it does again we'll start seeing more spanish mackerel off the pier as well so 
Everything's kind of coming together for a typical April. Hey, let me ask you a question uh, about pompano. Is it better trying to catch those, say, from the beach, like out on the first bar or something, or, or is they better out at the end of a pier or something? What's a better oh, that's a Yeah, that's a great question, Doug. And, and you never know. You know, that's the thing, because they are really uh, mobile fish. They're, they're schooled up this time of year in a, a kind of pre-spawn aggregations. And, and so they, they move in these tight groups. And when you're on them, it's, it's like, you know, you can catch a limit in no time, whether it's on the beach or on the pier. And, and on the pier, it's either feast or famine, you know. And uh, on the beach, you can kind of move around to different locations. And, and it's, of course, it depends on how rough the uh, water is, the clarity of the water. Uh, the tide phase affects pompano as far as when they feed, uh, but they're constantly moving in that surf zone, like between the sandbar you mentioned and uh-huh. the beach. Mm-hmm. And uh, the good thing about April is we have a lot of uh, midday high tide, so that brings the pompano in closer to the beach. The days that we have a moderate surf that's about two or three feet is typically ideal, where you've got some wave action, and it stirs up the little invertebrate critters that they feed on that live in the bottom and they uh the, the pompano are, are constantly moving around looking for you know any kind of food that's been dislodged by the waves and if you can get a good location on the um either with the where it's being swept over the bar either outside or inside the bar depending on uh the wind direction and the uh, current uh speed and direction you can you can catch them there. You know another place that's good is uh, Perdido Pass. I've, I've caught them uh, off the jetty at Alabama Point uh, is a good place because they anything that kind of breaks or deflects the current or the wind flow or the waves creates a little feeding station for those pompano to try and take advantage of it. And and if you can you know get clued in on that and and you know, zero in on where they're feeding, you can just, you know, put it on them. And there's been days I've had, you know, catch 20 pompano in a day and, you know, where you've got your limit in in 30 minutes, That right after you get there, it's bang, 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 yeah. and it's like, oh, I've got my limit, you know, and then you kind of experiment around and do different things because, you know, the rest of the day will be catch and release. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let, let me ask you this. How much longer do we have uh, before, like, Big schools of ladyfish show up, and they kind of start creating a problem. <laughs> yes, sir, they do, and they'll they'll be showing up later this month. Uh, ladyfish are a little more uh, tropical in nature in that they prefer the water temperature to be at least in the middle seventies, <clears throat> and uh, they yeah, once they show up, they tend to dominate the surf zone. But it, again, just like as the sheephead are going out, the pompano move in, and then on their heels, as the pompano are moving out, the ladyfish move in. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, it's like always something going on in the surf zone. Nature it takes advantage of this increase in the water temperature and all that's going on. A lot of different food sources for these fish to come in, and, and a lot of them are preparing to spawn. And just like in freshwater, you know, the fish kind of binge, and they go on a, on a good feed um, either right before or right after that spawning activity. 
Yeah. Well, they're a lot of fun to catch. You know, they, <laughs> they're aggressive. I remember having some kids fishing down there at Fort Morgan one time, and I, I kept trying to want us where we could move on down the beach and get away from them, but they were having a blast. They didn't want to go nowhere. <laughs> it's like, we're having fun right. catching these. Yeah, a lot of my clients are, were like that. You know, they're folks from up north coming down, and they're not used to this. And, and you know, the the, the uh, nickname Poor Man's Tarpon came from yeah. that because yep. <laughs> they can catch them all day, and the kids love them. They, most folks that are coming down, they're just looking for the pull. They're not necessarily interested in you know eating fish which and and ladyfish are quite edible i've i've eaten them finally learned how to how to prepare them and and they're good eating um you know better than any uh salmon fish cake you ever make that's for sure <laughs> you know hey a friend of mine took some home one time and cut them up and put them on trot lines and he said it was the best catfish bait he ever used really that's what he told I bet. me yeah, yeah, it's a good oily fish, isn't it? That yeah. probably work well. He said they ain't and, and they, people love them for like uh, for bull reds and and sharks and rays all eat them. Um, you know, it's a it's a real soft meat, um, even softer than like Spanish mackerel or white trout, something like that. I've never caught a fish that I didn't enjoy catching. So that's right. Even, Somebody asked me one time what my. Uh, my best fish that I ever caught, and I told him it's the next one. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Even even if you have to throw it back, like an old Grendel or something like that, you know, uh, Jack Creval or yeah. something. Any, it's fun to catch. Anything you know? it pulls on the rod is fun. Or Absolutely. a cane pole or whatever. Yeah. All of it's fun. Uh, yeah, everything from brim to blue uh, billfish, you know, it's like whatever. If, if it matches the tackle that you're using, it can be just tremendous amount of fun. Yeah, it is. Well, uh, I'm glad to hear that the new Fort Morgan Pier is producing some flounder. And I wonder, is that because it's so close to the pass? I think so, yeah. In the spring and fall, it's usually been a, traditionally it was a good flounder location. And now that they've reopened it and, um, you know, there's some additional uh, structure around it. And uh, I think it's part of the reason, yeah. Well, that sounds good. I'll, I'm going to have to go down there and try that out someday. That's a long okay. trip from for me, but uh, I think it'd be worth it if I could catch a couple of flounders. Yeah. Right. Well, I hope, hope to see you all at the Alabama Coastal Fishermen's Association oh, meeting yeah. tonight at Moe's. That's right. I almost forgot. At 6 o'clock tonight at Moe's Barbecue, downtown Mobile. Everybody's welcome. There's no charge. It's a great place to learn more about fishing. All right, David, appreciate it, buddy. Absolutely. And we'll be back next week, folks, right here on WNSP Outdoors.